Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, December 7th. Our top story today, the dad of a seven-year-old boy killed in a suspected hit-and-run in Folkestone has made this heartbreaking appeal for information. Now, warning, before we play the appeal, it is quite upsetting and some listeners might find it distressing. People of Folkestone and Hive, can you please help us? At 5.35 last night, Wednesday the 6th of December... We lost our son, who was hit in a hit and run, trying to collect his football. Can you please help us? The location was Sandgate Esplanade, which is as you're on the way to Hive from Folkestone, just before the Sandgate Hotel on the main road that overlooks the sea at 5.35 last night. If you have any information at all, any inklings or anything you saw when you drove past or anything at all, will you please reach out to Kent Police so we can work out what happened to our son? And if it was you that done it, William Jr. was a beautiful boy and he believed in forgiveness and love and peace. And we already forgive you. If it's you and you're feeling guilty, but we really need to know so we can lay our son in peace and know what happened to him. Please help us. Please share this link to anyone you know in Folkestone and the surrounding areas so we can get information. Please help us. William Brown's son, William Jr., was knocked down as he tried to collect his football on Sandgate Esplanade yesterday evening. Two vehicles were involved, a red Citroen and a car or van that left the scene. It left in the direction of Hythe before emergency services arrived. Anyone who witnessed the collision and who saw either the victim or the vehicles involved in the moments leading up to the incident is urged to contact the Serious Collisions Investigation Unit on 01622 798 538 and quote reference MM. DGC 13023. You can also email at sciu.td at kent.pnn.police.uk. That information's also at Kent Online, as well as a link on how to share dash cam footage. Kent Online News. Figures given to KMFM show reports of child cruelty and neglect in Kent have gone up by 105% in the past year. Police received 386 reports between 2021 and 2022. That's risen to almost 800 in the past 12 months. Rebecca Hipkiss is from the NSPCC. This increase is very worrying uh, and shows how important it is that we have well-resourced child protection systems that can respond effectively to reports of cruelty and neglect. We've also seen a series of distressing court cases into the deaths of babies and children, including 18-month-old Alfie Phillips, whose mother and partner were found guilty of his murder last week at Maidstone Crown Court. We hear directly from young people who call about the impact that the abuse and neglect is having on their lives. An example is a 12-year-old young person who contacted saying that they can't stop crying and they don't know who to talk to. Mum isn't looking after them properly. She doesn't have any money. There's never any food in the house. And she doesn't take the young person to school. 
the young person was saying that mum takes drugs and asks the young person themselves for more money. And then after she's taken drugs, she's in a bad mood and quite mean to the young person. What we would like the government to do is through reform and investment, turn these figures around so that babies and children and young people don't experience a scourge of abuse and neglect and can live safe and happy, healthy childhoods. We would like the government to accelerate their plans to reform the child protection scheme and also to ensure that practitioners across all agencies are supported and equipped with the proper skills to work directly with these families and to also share information effectively. It would be really beneficial for cross-party politicians to commit to a wholesale reform of children's social care, which we acknowledge would need to be backed by significant investment in early intervention and prevention. That data has been revealed a week after a mum and her former partner were found guilty of murdering her son in a caravan in Faversham. When asked for a comment, Kent Police released this statement. Child neglect and cruelty is underreported because most offences are committed behind closed doors and away from the eyes of neighbours, teachers and others who we depend on to tell us when they suspect something is wrong. We therefore welcome any increase in the number of reports as it means more child victims are being identified and protected from abuse. The rise in the number of recorded offences in Kent during 2022-23 can be partially can be partly attributed to the introduction of new guidance and training for our officers and staff who are encouraged to be professionally curious when dealing with incidents where children are within the household concerned, even if the reason for police involvement does not directly relate to them. Keeping children safe and ensuring a child's lived experience is a positive one, is a responsibility every Kent police officer takes very seriously, and we work closely with our partners to ensure as many cases of abuse as possible are identified and stopped at the earliest opportunity. A Ramsgate man who stalked his ex-partner and used more than 50 different phone numbers to contact her has avoided being sent to prison. Ibrahim Mudji from York Street would follow his victim to and from work and climb through the window of her home. The 40-year-old admitted stalking and five breaches of a stalking prevention order. He's been given a suspended sentence. A man's been charged after a Prada gift bag and Lego set was stolen from stores in two Kent towns. A 43-year-old man is accused of targeting Fennec in the Royal Victorian Palace Shopping Centre in Tunbridge Wells, as well as Sainsbury's stores around Tunbridge. His arrest comes as part of a police crackdown on shoplifting. A Margate woman has been conned out of thousands of pounds by a fake police officer. The pensioner received a call from a man who claimed he needed help with a fraud investigation. He instructed her to withdraw the money and send it to him. There have been nine reports of a similar scam in Margate, Ramsgate and Westgate. Kent Online News. There are fears over the safety of a converted tower block in Chatham that's said to house dozens of homeless families from London. Newham Council are due to move people into Anchorage House. However, fire bosses say several safety concerns have been identified following an inspection by crews, including escape routes. There's been a big increase in the number of children in Kent who are missing from school since the pandemic. Figures show almost 1,700 aren't registered with a primary or secondary or being educated at home. That's up 29%. 
percent since 2021. However, there has been a 20 percent rise in the number that are being taught at home. You can see which schools are most affected at Kent Online. A larger control zone has been put in place in Kent after another cow tested positive for blue tongue. The virus is spread by midges, and while it can't affect humans, it can be fatal for cattle and sheep. Farmers have been told they could be fined or face jail for moving livestock. The former boss of a Kent care home who said women need to be punched sometimes has been suspended from the profession for a year. Richard Khan Lal-Mahmud was director of the now-renamed Ashley Down Nursing Home in Gravesend. His poor management was found to have put vulnerable residents and staff at risk. He's been found guilty of misconduct. Kent Online News. South East Water has revealed it paid out £2.3 million in corporate earnings to shareholders. That's despite growing losses and a £3 million hit from summer heat waves, which caused supply interruptions across Kent. The company is currently being investigated by Oftward after it said too many customers have been failed too often. The government's confirmed another 17 schools and colleges in England that are built using concrete are at risk of collapse have been identified. In total, 231 buildings used for learning have been found to contain rack. Investigations were stepped up in 2018 when the roof of a primary in Gravesend collapsed. Plans have been submitted to build a four-bedroom house in the car park of a pub in Higham. The owners of the Sir John Falstaff in Gravesend Road say it will support the local housing needs with proceeds being invested back into the pub. So far, at least 24 objections have been submitted against the plans. A French bulldog stolen from its home in Hauling has been reunited with its owners. Luna was taken after someone forced their way into a property on Monday night. The two-year-old was seen on CCTV being carried away but's now been reunited following an appeal. Now, leading animal welfare charity Battersea, which has a branch at Brands Hatch, is celebrating its 140th anniversary of taking in cats and finding them new homes. They've celebrated the milestone by speaking to Kent online about their history and the work they do for both dogs and cats in the community. Nicola chatted to centre manager Ahmed Abdeldayam. It was until you know, relatively recently in our history that we've fully rebranded as Battersea Dogs and Cats Home, but we have been taking cats for you know, 140 years. And we do actually rehome as many cats as we do dogs. Um, so it's not a smaller number or anything like that at all. It is as many cats as we do dogs. And can you tell me a bit about the facilities you've got at Brands Hatch? I'm sure a lot of people in the county know now that you've got a, a centre there and it's very, very popular. Um, what sort of facilities have you got for the for the cats there? Uh, so we're a, a fully fledged um, centre, so fully equipped centre here in Brands Hatch. So we have a cat tree and kennels uh, and we're a um, rehoming centre. Um, so we support so on the cat side, we support everything from uh, newborn kittens that need hand rearing, to all the cats that have complex medical needs and everything in between. Um, as we speak, I have a litter of um, six kittens in the catry that you know require early socialization. Some staff are busy making sure that you know they're getting in um, the early development when the cats need it to make sure that they're growing up into you know confident, happy cats that you know will hopefully be helping find their um, forever homes. And of course, we all know about the cost of living crisis and unfortunately what impact that has had and, and particularly on some pet owners who found that they haven't been able to afford to keep their animals. Have Has that manifested itself? Have you seen an increase in the number of animals that are coming to you? Um, there has been an increase um, post-pandemic, yes, and that's sector-wide for a lot of reasons. One is cost of living, as you said. One is um, neutering. Uh, which was incredibly difficult to do during the pandemic. And therefore, there is a lot more 
kittens um this year than you know we've we've seen normally um so yes so there has been there has been an increase of course we are coming up to christmas and i know there's always the message about you know don't rush into buying or adopting a, a pet just before christmas but if there there is demand at this time of year what sort of advice would you have for anyone particularly if it's their first pet and they're mm. they're coming to you guys uh so yes you're absolutely right please do you know take a step back and consider whether uh, that is the right decision for you you know think about whether you can meet uh the cat or dog's needs whether uh kind of on the financial side as well so there is beyond um you know the cost of food and what have you there is insurance vet bills etc um you know so really do consider whether you can meet that or not um there is a lot of information on our website uh that people can go through as to what that all entails you know things they need to be thinking about um and there is again a lot of information on our website as to the types of cats and dogs that we have uh available for reoming and what's the process like um so yeah so what my advice would be you know take a step back to consider and if you think that this is the right time for you, take a look at our website and, you know, do get in touch. A Jason Donovan superfan from Sittingbourne has spoken to Kent Online about her obsession. Emma Charlesworth from Bap Child has attended more than 60 of the Neighbours Star shows and has countless selfies with him. She's spoken to reporter Cara Simmons about when it all began. I was about seven um, when I decreed that I was going to marry Jason. Jason Donovan um and it was like I, I suppose I probably was a marketing dream if you like I was seven years old I totally bought into the Scott and Charlene Jason and Kylie um boy next door girl next door um in Neighbours and then I guess when he just started um releasing the music it was just like a natural progression I was brought in by then so obviously the move to music just cemented it really did you like neighbors in general was it just jason that did it for you i don't know i i've you know i i can't honestly answer that question because i was seven i actually can't remember that far back whether i was watching it anyway or whether i i I genuinely can't answer that what is it about jason that you that sort of hooked you onto him i mean it is obvious Um, some of the things initially it would have been the blonde head blue eyes the boy next door um but i think as it's gone as it's gone on like we're talking 35 years now right um he's just lovely and a and a proper gentleman and i think for me like i can remember the very first so i didn't meet him until i was 17 so 10 years later so I went to see him in Joseph a couple of times and I queued at the stage door with the mass hysteria for like three and a half hours and I didn't get to meet him and and I can remember a girl next to me saying oh my friend's at the front would you like to pass your autograph book so she took my autograph book she passed it to the front and he allegedly signed it although now I look at it I'm like he so did not sign that I reckon her friend just scribbled in it but never mind but that was my most treasured possession at the age of like nine years old and um, which was the first time I saw Joseph in 1990 and and then, but I didn't meet him until he was in, so he was in Rocky Horror at the Marlowe when I was 17. So that would have been 98. And um, I went with my friend and I'm only friends with this friend because of Jason. So when we both started at secondary school, we both had folders covered with Jason. So we started talking. So her and I went to see Rocky Horror. Um, I'm sure I was 17. And um, we, I, I kind of said, right, that's it. If he comes out of the stage door, we were at the Marlowe in Canterbury. I said, if he comes out of this stage door and he's horrible, that's it and it's 
over and um, he came out and this was during the drugs phase as well so um, obviously it's well documented that he had a bit of a fall from grace um, but he came out and was just so lovely the singer has now announced a tour in 2025 in the UK. She's already booked tickets for London and York and we'll try for Canterbury as well. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of Emma with all her memorabilia. A video showing urban explorers walking around an abandoned Kent nightclub has gone viral. The Urbex trio shared videos of them exploring various disused sites on TikTok and have been to the building most recently known as Liquid and Envy in Ashford. The video of the historic mill has so far reached over 430,000 people. The folks an air show has been cancelled for 2024 because the red arrows aren't available. The RAF display team are already fully booked for next year and council bosses say they don't want to risk funding a show that may not be as popular as previous years. And drones are being used in Kent in an attempt to find reasons for power outages more quickly. Eight engineers have been trained so far for a trial in Tunbridge Wells. The idea is for the drones to fly over pylons and wires, scanning for faults in the network which are causing the cuts. Kent Online Sports. In football news, the former Gillingham manager has found a new job. Neil Harris has gone up a division and has been appointed the head coach of Cambridge United on an 18-month contract. He was sacked by Jills in October this year. And legendary former Folkestone manager Neil Cudgley has stepped down as the club's director of football. He's been part of the club for more than 25 seasons and says he'll take on an ambassador position instead. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.